Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And every Saturday morning, we help you keep it running. Actually, the help comes from uh, AOC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Morning, Dan. Good to see you. Good morning. Good to be here. And uh, it was uh, kind of a fresh morning. You were you were a few more layers this morning than you had last week. Yeah, I had chilly. short sleeves on last week, yeah. that, and that was uh, that was overkill for sure. It was not warm enough for that. Exactly. But uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's chilly again this morning. It the, is. the wind is pretty brisk. It is thirty one is the temp. Nice of you to join us. Uh, Dan has uh, helped us out for I think we we keep saying it's around twenty five years or so here on CCO, helping you out. Before you uh, find the need to take your vehicle in, if you're, if you're experiencing a problem with your vehicle uh, and you're going to take it into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, at least you'll be armed with a little more information than you did not have before, possibly. So call in or text in your car care questions for, uh, for Dan this morning. Let me give you the number if you're new to the show. Thanks for joining us, by the way. 651-989-9226. Uh, text number is 81 81- Eight zero seven eight one eight zero seven. Well, obviously the the season has changed. I mean, we're we're officially spring now. Have how have things things changed at Lloyd's? Are you doing differently things differently than you know, like snow tires or something? Yeah, taking taking snow tires off instead of putting snow tires I on. I bet. And uh, yeah, it, it, it we're, we're you know the, the the business is starting to trend that way. People are are uh, getting tuned up for spring trips that they're taking. Sure and. Uh, yes, people are starting to take their snow tires off and looking at the forecast, that might be a good idea. It might be time for that. Maybe, uh, and we, but on the other hand, we don't want to jinx it. Well, my, <laughs> Remember no, last we, April? We were, I, we were, I was with a friend last night, and he, uh, our neighbor, and he gave me a picture of uh, our front yards uh, April 15th or something. I bet. And there was two feet of snow. Sure. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable, so... Yeah, no, I know. I'm not giving up on, on it yet. But yeah, my snow right, thrower is still in the garage. I take it back. Yeah. You can leave the snow tires on another <laughs> couple of weeks and and see how things go. But temperature-wise, it's probably a good idea, right? You can't run those tires too hot, right? Well, I don't think you have to worry about that yet. It's it's uh, you know that's we're we're worried about when the tires get up in the 80 and 90 degree range. Ah. Uh, and what we're talking about is that the rubber compound on a snow tire on a winter tire is much softer than than a summer tire. And so, as they start, as the roads start to heat up, the uh, the rubber burns off very quickly. And so, you don't do not want to run uh, winter tires in the summertime if you drive very much. Now, yeah. there are some people who drive very very little all year round, and they just leave their snow tires on all. Do year. they? And mm-hmm. it's fine. They don't drive on the highway, and they're just in town cars, and they just leave them on, and that's just fine if you don't if you don't go anywhere. But, yeah. But uh, if you put on a lot of miles, you need to take the, the winter tires off for sure. You can call Dan at 651-989-9226. We've cleared out the line. So if you want to use the phone, 651-989-9226. Text, meanwhile, is 81807-81807. Uh, you, you and I were talking earlier, Dan, when you walked in about uh, you know the, the, the warmer weather. We're rolling down our windows unlike the last few months. 
and maybe there's some noises that are heard. What, what do you suggest? Have you seen that at oh, the shop? We have seen a lot of that. And, have of course, you? the big one is clunks and rattles. You know, mm. the the, uh, the pothole season has been remarkable this year. And oh, yeah. uh, while much better, there's still plenty of them around, although they're doing a great job of, of getting after them. Uh, but that's, you know, they, you fill a pothole or a series of potholes in a road and it's still, the road is still pretty rough. And, uh, while it's not damaging wheels and tires, like it was, uh, the potholes are still there, but at any rate, yes, you roll down the windows and you start hearing squeaks and rattles and clunks that you have not previously heard because the windows are rolled up. Don't ignore those, uh, my advice to people is whenever something changes, when you notice a change, it probably means something, and you probably should bring it in and have it checked. So if you're hearing a noise or a rattle or a squeak that you have not previously heard, uh, you probably should get that in and get it checked, at least to know what it is, to know that it's safe to drive and uh, that you'll be fine. Uh, or uh, maybe it's something serious and you need to get it fixed. Yeah, so do that. Yeah. If you hear anything strange that's changed. If something changes in your car, you're the one that drives it all yeah. the time. And, and uh, you know, people, my, my technicians will say that. They'll, you know, they'll be out test driving a car and they'll say something. You know, the customer will be complaining about something and they say, well, I don't really feel it or hear it. And my reply back to them is, well, go try again because they didn't bring it here for no reason. Yeah, they, right. they brought it here because something changed and we need to figure it out. Yeah. So that's the answer. Go go figure it out and, and see what's changed. Text number again is 81807 if you prefer that method or call uh, Dan this morning. Uh, speaking of uh, text, uh, here's one that came in. 2009 uh, Trailblazer have a harmonic hum, speaking of noises, uh, when the car is in park. It goes away when I shift it into gear and do not notice anything when I'm driving. Hmm. So a harmonic hum, well, it's uh, well, idling in park. Yeah, the the hum noises or what seems to be a hum are oftentimes like exhaust shield rattles, things like that. And there's a resonance to them, and uh, they'll only make the noise when you know the RPMs and the load are, are at one particular thing. So it could be something like that. And then the other thing that came to mind is, is there a, uh, a solenoid in the transmission that is uh, trying to move and not able to move? So uh, I, I probably would recommend that you get a professional ear to give that a, li- a listen to, even, especially if it's doing it all the time so we can hear it. Then, you know, you could drive by any uh, shop and ask them to uh, just walk out and take a listen and tell you if they think it's a concern or not. But I, I think I would get a professional ear would be a good idea. Okay. Uh, again, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Somebody down, if I got to ask you this last week, see if I can rephrase it. Uh, a friend of mine here in the station was asking me about the difference between a single overhead cam and a double overhead cam. He thought he had read a long time ago that a double overhead cam is somehow better, and I, I don't. I know. First of all, what what does that well, mean? It can be better, really. Yeah. Well, it, it, it a dual overhead dual overhead cam is is usually on a higher performance uh, type engine. Okay. But a single, it, it's just that it's is does the does the engine does the cylinder have one cam or two cams? And the difference is how many valves does the is it opening and closing? Uh-huh. So if it's if it's just opening. 
uh, two valves per cylinder, then, of course, an intake and an exhaust valve, then one cam is fine. If you have more valves, which uh, people say, well, why why would you do that? Why would you put more valves in? And it has to do with the, the way that the the fuel and air mix inside the combustion chamber. And in that mixing, you know, performance happens. So if you get the air and fuel into the combustion chamber in the right place at the right time, uh, that's how you're going to maximize your performance. And oh. so more valves in in a lot of people's mind from a performance standpoint is better. Is better. And, and it is. It's that, that's true. The bad news about that is, more valves from a from a maintenance standpoint is bad. <laughs> That's the trade off. <laughs> it's more to break. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you know, it's just like like all cars. You know this from your own experience on a, you know, your simple old Honda that you used to drive. Uh, there was nothing to them, and there was very yeah. very simple and nothing to fix on your new cars. They're way more complicated. It's and true. There's a lot more to keep track of, and uh, and you know. Good for my future. Well, I was going to so, say that's more for you and your techs to uh, to to learn and and yeah. and practice, it, if it that's was, the word. It's yeah, and you know that we laugh when we look back twenty or twenty years or thirty years on the cars that we used to work on and realize how incredibly simple they were. <laughs> and you know now things are and and they're not hard. You just have to be trained. But, yeah, but they're certainly way more complicated. Oh, I should say to, that's for sure. Dan, we have to take a quick break. Jane, you're going to be first up here on the phone. There's a line open at 651-989-9226. And we have more text messages to uh, answer to. That number, 81807. Uh, CCO time this Saturday, 721, 31 degrees. We'll be right back. And welcome back to our car care show here on CCO. Denny Long with ASE certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Located exactly where, Dan? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call as soon as this morning. Uh, We'll be there at 651-228-1316. Very good. All right, as we promised, Dan, Jane in Bloomington is uh, calling in with a, a question. Good morning, Jane. Thanks for waiting. Good morning. How can we help you? I have a 98 Saturn, and my engine has started racing, and it won't kick down. Well, Any idea what that would be? Yeah, you'll probably have to bring that in and get some help, Gene, because uh, usually when an engine start, a fuel-injected engine starts racing, it's because there's a vacuum leak. It's getting too much air, and the uh, engine's repl- response to that is to add more fuel. And, uh, of course, you put those two together, you're going to have a racing engine. Yeah. Um, so uh, th- that's what I think your technician's going to look for is a vacuum leak. Um, and most commonly they're, they're not a big deal or, or quite often they're not a big deal. So I wouldn't be too worried about it. But, uh, but I think you should probably take that in and have it checked. All right, Jane. Good luck with that. Thank you. Uh, there's a line open if you want to call in your car care question for Dan, 651-989-9226. Or, if it's easier, we have some text messages, and that number, 81807. Uh, texter says, is it really terrible to mix antifreeze types? It is not really terrible. They're all ethylene, ethylene glycol-based, and the difference in uh, antifreeze or coolant, the same thing, is 
number one color. Uh, if you've noticed, Danny, I have a rainbow of coolant on my oh, yeah. engine, and uh, they're for all different cars and models. And uh, it's important for us as as technicians to match the colors and and uh, and get the right antifreeze in your car. But if you're in a pinch and uh, your coolant is low, or if somebody happened to pour the wrong color coolant in your vehicle, it'll be just fine. It, okay. It, you know, the, the difference is different manufacturers want different additive packages um, to added to the coolant, and it lubricates things. It uh, protects the internal engine parts. So uh, when you're flushing your cooling system, <clears throat> be sure that you uh, install the correct coolant uh, when you're done with that, put it back the way the manufacturer built it. That's always best. But if in the process some um, other coolant gets added, it's just fine. Go ahead. And, and when somebody brings in their car to Lloyd's for service, uh, whether it be a transmission, whatever it is, oil change, let's say, uh, you guys have computers and you you bring in XYZ type of car, you can look that up and say, this is the kind right of transmission or, or coolant <laughs> Uh, how many quarts of oil, yeah. all that stuff. Well, it's actually on everything we do on a car. It's now on every oil change. The first thing we do is look up the specification <clears throat> for the motor oil and the quantity of oil that it takes. And it's it's a really easy uh, click on the computer for me to find all yeah. that information. But it's important. And you know, they the things have changed. It used to be every car on earth had five W thirty conventional motor oil right. in it, and and that's what you put back on every car. Well, it, going way back, it was ten thirty and ten forty. That's which right. You can't. You almost can't buy anymore because <laughs> things have changed. And our oil salesman was just in telling us that it's time to start stocking zero sixteen some of wow. the, some of the uh, manufacturers have started using that as synthetic uh, oil uh, in their new or the new engines so I thought zero twenty was something well it, <clears throat> it's thin and that's that's one of the reasons that cars start so well in the winter time uh, we you know this last polar vortex or whatever yeah. we, whatever it was called when it was so severely cold. Uh, we get very few calls for service calls anymore where, where somebody needs a jump start because their car won't start. We do, we do not get much of that and you anymore. attribute that to the, the better oil? Better oil, better batteries, oh, sure. <clears throat> better cars. Cars just start better. And uh, back in the old days when I first started in this business, you know, by 10 in the morning, you'd have to take the phone off the hook because you couldn't, just couldn't help any more people because wow. uh, you're full. But it's just not like that anymore. Cars are, cars are way better, that's for sure. Dan, we need to take a break. Dan's going to be here till about 7.45 or so. So if you have a call, a question via phone, call it in, or we'll grab some more text messages. That number is 81807. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, Dan, we have callers. We have texters. Let's see if we can't uh, put you back to work on a lightning round. Uh, John in Golden Valley is uh, up next here on the phone. Uh, John, uh, you're on uh, CCO. John, are you there? There he is. There he is. Okay, go ahead, John. I have a O2 Town and Country, and during the winter I go south, and I forgot to disconnect the battery. So I come back home, and it's dead. Um, I have a battery charger, and it, I can put it on 6 amps or 2 amps, and I don't know which I should do. It's completely dead, or and for how long well, to charge it? You can put it on <clears throat> 2 amps for a couple of days. Uh, 
would be just fine. That's just a little trickle charge, and that'll bring the battery back slowly and safely and and uh, not cause any damage to it. Um, and a couple of days uh, won't hurt it at all. It would be just fine. Um, the the uh, A lot of the little fancier battery chargers now will – Actually, you can leave them on most of the time. They'll shut. They'll shut off uh, by themselves. So, um, the one thing that you don't want to do is charge a battery too fast. That's hard on them. Mm. They make it. They get. They get hot and they uh, can boil over, and uh, that's not good for a battery. So, in an emergency, and you know, sometimes that happens where you have to quickly charge a battery so that you can get going. That's fine. But a slow trickle charge is the best way to charge a battery. Yeah, very good. Thank you, John. Uh, let's go get some text messages before you leave us today. Um, but, but a 2000 Saber, the horn fuse keeps popping. Uh, well, it's probably a fuse or I mean, probably a horn that, uh, you know, the, the horns on most cars are out in front of the bumper uh, near the radiator. And of course they're out there so that the noise from the horn comes, comes out. And so people can hear yeah. it when they're in your way. And uh, they're exposed to the elements, and and that's hard on them. So uh, I assume that the fuse only blows when you're using the horn. Uh, If it's blowing uh, when you're not using the horn, then there's a bigger problem. Then you've got a wire somewhere that's touching that's causing the the fuse to blow. But if it's just when you're using the horn that the fuse blows, you probably need to replace the horn or horns. Most cars also have at least two horns. Uh, a high pitch and a low pitch. Harmonics. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. All right, very good. Thanks for the text. Uh, My dad, here's another battery uh, text. My dad has a 1995 Lincoln that he parks for the winter. The battery was dead this spring. Does that always indicate it just needs a new battery? Well, not always. And uh, (laughs) one of the guys at at Lloyd's this week, or not this week, last winter, had his car stolen and it was in the – impound lot for several months and of course we got it back oh. and the the battery was dead and first thing he was going to do is put a new battery in it and i said you know you should probably try charge that first and uh, the battery's not very old and uh, it's true that a battery going dead and having the battery freeze can wreck the battery so that that is true so there is a good chance that the battery won't survive but i wouldn't give up on it right away i would charge the battery uh and charge it well, like I said, on a slow trickle charge for a couple of days and then have the battery tested and see how it comes out. But uh, uh, if if the battery has failed and will not recover after charging it, we'll know that. Okay. So it can for sure be tested. You don't have to worry. You don't have to wonder. You recommended that to me. I mean, Tony's vehicle with a newer battery was outside in the severe cold and hadn't had the chance to charge up. Right. Got a, a trickle charger on, and it's fine. You know that the problem with Tony's car is it doesn't go anywhere. You know, <laughs> right. it doesn't you, drive it to. Well, you, drives it to the bus station. I know, but you you start the vehicle, and it runs for just a couple of minutes. And the fact that you know starting a vehicle wears a battery down, and then running the headlights and the heater motor and all that, uh, so the the battery never gets a chance to fully recharge. And after several days or months or weeks of that that diminished recharge, uh, eventually the battery goes dead, and you think you need a new battery. And quite honestly, you don't. You just need to charge it up and 
And really what you need to do is take it out on the highway once in a while and put some miles on it, and that'll keep it charged up. Like you've said before, cars need to be driven. They need to be driven. That's what they're built for. I think we have time for another text. Let's see where we are here. Where do we leave off? A 2005 Toyota Matrix, uh, Matrix starts and runs fine, but after a few miles at highway speed and then driving stop and go, I notice a burning smell and then grinding, clanking noises from the left the front left side when slowly accelerating from stoplights. Any ideas? I don't know what that is, but that's not no, good. No, there's like you <laughs> said, started the show with any any strange noises. Yeah, no, that you need to get that in and have a professional give a listen to that. My first thought is that you have a bearing failing and uh, you know maybe a a belt burning, but at any rate, you need a professional to hear that and. Uh, put their ear to it and tell you if it's safe to drive that way. I have an idea that it is not safe to drive that way. You probably need to get that in. Quickly. Sure. Yeah. Texter says, I have a 2003 Toyota Camry LE with 162,000 miles. When you replace the rear stabilizer bushings, do you normally replace the brackets as well? Also, what are the signs that the rear stabilizer, stabilizer links also need be, to be replaced? Well, stabilizer links are a ball and socket type thing, and uh, if they're loose, you can feel them, and you'll feel the looseness in them. Uh, and to answer your question regarding the bushings, no, we do not normally uh, replace the straps that mount them, uh, though there are times when we do replace them if they're rusty or or they don't come off properly, then we'll have to replace them. But as part of normal maintenance, no, you would not replace the uh, the mounting strap. Well, let's try another one here before uh, you take your leave. Uh, tw- a 2012 Lincoln MKX, when braking, makes a small whining-type noise. Goes away when taking the foot off the brake. No service lights on at all. Any ideas? Well, it might be the warning tab if the brake pads are getting worn down. There's a little metal tab that rubs on the brake mm. rotor to to make you aware. Well, just what I said, a warning tab to warn you that the uh, that the friction material's uh wearing and if if that's the case then uh then you need to replace them. So, my recommendation would be take it in and have the brakes inspected mm-hmm. and uh, you'll get you'll get an answer to your question. Very good. Uh Dan, we have to uh, see you next week. Sounds good. I know I'll, I'll see you Tuesday. I'll, I'll see you Tuesday. All right, yeah. good deal. I'll and how do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Come on over. We're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give uh, Nick a call this morning, 651-228-1316. Very good, Dan. I'll see you in a few days. Sounds good. And, of course, back with more car care next Saturday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.